My name is Denise Spate, and I'm a sign language interpreter and trainer and job coach, and I'm from Maryland. I had a near-death experience when I was 31 years old, and I went in after having apparently passed several gallstones to have my gallbladder removed. And during that time, um, when they were checking to see whether or not my bile duct was flowing, they found that it wasn't. So I needed to have a second procedure called an ERCP, which is an endoscopic procedure. And um, at, they took me straight from surgical into radiology to perform that procedure. Um, during the, the start of the procedure, I was going under the sedation and felt as though I was going, I wasn't secure on the radiological table. Um, and apparently the nursing staff forgot to strap me to the table prior to the procedure starting so that once I fell asleep where I had been holding myself on the table with my muscles in a rather awkward position physically, um, I rolled off of the operating table during the procedure and apparently suffered some internal injuries. Um, the, the staff at the hospital test did a lot of tests. They did uh, MRIs and CAT scans to see if they could see any injuries, which they didn't notice anything uh, at the time. So they went ahead with the ERCP the next day. But what they didn't realize is that I had some internal bleeding. And when I was sent home from the hospital, I continued to bleed internally at home until I was very, very, very ill and I was rushed back to the emergency room. I returned to the hospital uh, very, very ill. And the first thing I remember was observing the, the medical staff in the emergency room treating my body. And I remember the male nurse who was working on me, the, he was trying very hard to put an IV needle into my arms so that he could start fluids. And I remember feeling very, very tense and stressed about that because he was continually poking me with these big needles. And I was very fearful of them damaging my hands and arms due to the fact that I use them every single day, not only in my profession, but also because my daughter is deaf. And so I needed to be able to communicate with her and be able to use sign language uh, in my daily life. So I remember that happening. and. I, when they revived me the first time, I remember being very upset and speaking about that immediately, much to the shock of the staff because they were not expecting me to have any kind of verbal response at the time, I don't think. Um, and then over the course of the two days that followed, I, I left my body probably a total of eight times. I think it happened seven more times. Maybe one or two more times my experience was observational of what was happening and, and attached to my physical body. After that, I moved further and further away from my physical body and, and more um, less concerned with what was happening there. Uh, one of the things that was very interesting is uh, prior to this experience, I had never had any kind of connection with the spiritual world. I had never had any religious belief structure around spirituality. Um, I was very, um, when you're gone, you're gone kind of mentality. So um, I had had an interesting experience, uh, one I, I may not have even remembered had I not had a near-death experience later, of seeing my, um, my aunt, my aunt by marriage, but my aunt uh, at one time after she had died in a very specific location, which is where she had lived and also where she was buried. 
And I saw her there one night as I was leaving from visiting family, and I just kind of dismissed it as uh, being tired or something that happens to people when they're tired and they miss someone. Uh, it actually ended up being Kathy, my aunt, who I was greeted by. She came across to me as though she was there to kind of ease my my passage away from my attachment to my body and um, to let me know that I was safe, that what my experience, the thing I was experiencing was was meant to happen and that it was okay for me to experience this and to uh, not be fear fearful of something that it was something risky or dangerous or uh, that it's, I was going down the wrong path. So she she was there briefly. Maybe uh, over the time that I left my the times I left my body, I think she was there a couple of those times, very 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 present. Um, I guess I would say spiritual hand holding almost. And then when, once I got past my need to be attached to things that were familiar to me in my body, I moved out beyond even that sensation. And I, I knew very, very, very clearly that I no longer needed to be um, attached to the physical things I had experienced in my body. Um, I felt very free to be completely open to everything that was happening, which was a sensation of um, all presence. That's the best way I guess I could describe it is knowing, loving, feeling everything all at once without needing to explain or have language present to explain it. Um, when I was having my near-death experience in the early parts when, and I, and I kind of break it up in my own mind as shifts there were several times that I remember not being present in my body. There were several shifts of time where my focus, the focus of, of my spirit, went from the physical completely away to the universal. Um, so as I shifted from what was happening to my body um, and then what was happening in my family life, I moved outward from there to a, to a different perspective, almost as though a camera were being drawn back, 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 outside of where your focus is to a much more universal perspective. So I would say in one of the earlier shifts where I met my Aunt Kathy, I also had a very sen a sense of familiarity because um, I kind of took off from the planet from a very clear point, which was the place that I had seen her before. So it was, it's called Laramore Point in Maryland, and it's where she lived, it's where she's buried, and it's where she brought me so that I could kind of take my, my leave of the planet from a place I was quite familiar with from childhood. So I had been there my whole young life, uh, going to this very beautiful place that was full of lovely memories. So when I started to recognize that that was going to be okay, and, and I, I look back now and I recall thinking, is this what they call a leap of faith? Because Laramore Point is on a cliff. And so I actually remember feeling a sense of, I'm going to leap off of this cliff and leave this planet. And, and perhaps that was my own spirit 
pushing myself to say it's really okay. You can take this leap off this cliff and you're not going to fall and you're going to go where you need to go, but it's okay to take this leap. And to be able to experience that and even to look back on it now, um, it's a very joyful thing because it was very freeing to suddenly no longer be bound to the physical world, to have a complete sense of freedom and wholeness and, and to expand outward into a sense of universal being as opposed to um, world being and self being. So as I moved out into that space, I um, I was more and more willing to let go of my ego, my identity of, of Denise, and much more willing to recognize that I was returning home. I had a sense of all-knowing. It is almost as though the moment you allow yourself to no longer just be you, you allow yourself to remember everything that you already knew. You allow yourself to be refilled or to be rejoined or to be poured back into the all. And so this cup of me that I had been experiencing in this world had been poured back. And in the rejoining with the all, everything was already there. So it was a knowing, much more so than a communicating. It, it didn't feel like I was learning what I felt like as I was remembering. So there was no more sense of, of this you should do or should I do, but of course this is it. Of course this is what you know, and of course this is truth, and of course this is it. And any tiny shred of my attachments needed to be completely released in order for that full knowing to be allowed to be to be allowed, I guess I would say absorbed, but it, I didn't feel like I, I wasn't an individual. I was not an individual there. I was poured back into the all. So you can't take a cup of water out of a bucket of water, and then you have this individual cup of water and pour it back into your bucket and then scoop it back out and have the same water. You have completely different water. Maybe some of it's the same, but you have other water now. And that's kind of how I felt. You can't pour that cup and have that cup of water stay that cup in the bucket of water. It just blends back in with the all. And so, and all of that water is still water, but it's never ever again going to be the same cup of water. So you have, for me, that's how that experience was. It was a knowing. It was a remembering. It wasn't a, um, a sense of being taught as much as it was a sense of acceptance and remembering. And once the acceptance and remembering occurred, then it was a sense of, now what's next? What will we do after this? And part of all-knowing is all-knowing that there are risks in returning to a body that's in such grave danger. But also part of all-knowing came the understanding that if I were here as a spiritual part of the all, that I was meant to be living a certain purpose and that I hadn't done that. Up to this point in my life, I hadn't focused on my spiritual self and I certainly hadn't focused on any spiritual purpose or purposeful living other than day-to-day -day life of a human being. 
And at the very, very end of my experience outside of my body, I was definitely, I, I use the word given a choice because that's the human language that I know to say, but I had a choice to come back to my physical body or not. It was really simple. Come back to the physical body or don't come back to the physical body. Um, and it wasn't really a sense of I could come back, but the physical body could be re-entered is kind of what it was. With the very clear understanding that I could, that physical body still may not make it and may be a vegetable, may be in pain for the rest of its human life um, or disabled in some ways. Yet the value of living a purposeful life was much greater. Um, I would say that an attachment to knowing that a large part of my purpose, a lot, I would say the self part of my purpose, when I say we each have our own reason for being, you're going to bring something, you're going to take something. The bring something is to live joyfully every minute that you can and to help others do the same thing. That's what I can bring and take. The mother perspective of that is to also help your children find a way to do that. Uh, for me, it was to prepare them in a way I had never addressed before. If I had these two beings that I was responsible for inviting here to as well, then I needed to do my part. So choosing to come back into this body uh, was a no-brainer at the end. It was a very, very, very strong possibility right up till then to not do so because who doesn't want to know everything? Who doesn't want to be where everything is? You know all. You don't question. There's none, no hurt. There's no sense of guilt or wrongness. There's a complete sense of wholeness. I am with all. I am where I am meant to be. I am forgiving of all. I have no hurt or pain about and I'm not just talking physical hurt or pain. I'm talking emotional hurt or pain, the weight we put on our interactions with others. And I wouldn't have to return and cope or deal with any of that potential baggage. Up until that point, I really didn't think I would be back permanently. Um, and I guess... And the idea of what did you learn? The all-knowing, um, that was still part of, the sh part of the shedding for me. It was The turning point was when everything was shed. And that's it's being said. The turning point was when no baggage mattered, no physical pain mattered, the purposefulness was all that mattered, and of course, that being the case, you're going to come back because you need to be here to do that. You need to be here to do that. And here was the place I had to come back to. So here is where I came. And that choice was really, in the end, no choice at all, even though it really was a choice. You know, I could have recognized that the body wasn't going to make it or, or, or felt that there wasn't a chance of living that purpose, but that wasn't the end, and the end result. 